welcome to Leo Roundtable at leoroundtable.com. My name is Chip DeBlock, and I'm your host. We're a group of law enforcement professionals that talk about law, law enforcement issues, but we do it from a law enforcement perspective. And let me go ahead and give a, uh, a shout out to all the crew that are working here, including uh, Chief Newman. So uh, let's go ahead and start off. Why not start off with the chief? we got uh, Chief John Newman. We've got Captain Brett Bartlett, Lieutenant uh, Randy Sutton, and we've got uh, Special Agent Mike Roach. We've got Corporal David D. Gresta and Corporal uh, Corporal, you got promoted. Well, we got producer Will Stazer, so thanks, guys. Also, I think I got everybody. Uh, also, a shout out to our sponsors. We have Motion DSP, we have GallsGunLearn.com, MyMedicare.live, and we are fueled by Bang Energy. So, thanks to all those outlets for helping make this show happen. LawOfficer.com, we've got 331 law enforcement officers that were shot in 2022. Uh, so, you know, it's a six percent increase from 2020. And, and I know 2020 was two years ago, but there's a reason why we're you know, mentioning it that way. And this is information is coming from the National Fraternal Order of Police. Now, officers who suffered gunshot wounds in the line of duty, 62 were killed, and that's up 32% from 2020 as well. And this is all in the New York Post. So although last year's tally uh, is was not was not good, it's slightly down from 2021 when there was a record of 346 officers shot and 63 were killed. And... Um, so that's what we have. Any any comments on those stats? Any surprises? That's the the the, the latest info that we have. And uh, Lieutenant Randy. Well, you know what's interesting is that um, yeah, normally we would go by FBI crime stats, but we can't do that anymore because they're not reporting. Uh, big cities like LAPD and NYPD and many others across the country aren't even sending their crime stats to the FBI any longer, and so. Now we're not even getting the accurate statistical information, even about our own shootings. This is this is an outrage, and it shows you the uh, the uh, the absolute uh, corruption of the of this system and uh, and the cover-ups that are taking place, even at the highest levels of leadership of uh, some of the major departments in the country. Thanks, Lieutenant uh, Mike Roach. Uh, I, I know you authored the book Mass Killers, and in, in addition to other books that you've authored. So, when you comment on this, also tell our users how they can, you know, you know find you and, and get a hold of some of your books. But you've got about a minute and a half before our next break. Yeah, so uh, I, that's insightful, Randy. I had no idea uh, about the, the, the statistical reporting there, but um, yeah. So my books are available uh, through Amazon exclusively. Um, but one comment I wanted to make was that um, many officers' lives are saved from the intervention of, of medical trauma, you know, trauma medicine, and it would be much higher, the, uh, the, the deaths, if it wasn't for, you know, the, the tourniquets that we're carrying and all of the, the medical equipment and the response by uh, EMS and whatnot, so. Well said, very good. All right, guys. Um, oh, Lieutenant Rainey, go ahead. Um, I'm going to have to bail out, you guys. It was a great show, but unfortunately, I have uh, I have a national broadcast I got to go do. So I will. Lieutenant L Lieutenant Rainey, you've got in 30 seconds, you've got a Wounded Blue commercial coming up that's 60 seconds long. Can you can you can you yep. stick around just for that? Sure can. All right. Let me just put the appetites for our users then. We got on policetribune.com, a customer who shot an armed robber in a Houston taqueria, um, that restaurant. He's going to face the grand jury. So that's why I hinted at um, earlier. That's Houston PD, and they confirmed that in a press release. But look, let's go to Lieutenant Randy. You've got into you've got the next uh, minute. Go ahead, Lieutenant. Well, thanks so much, Chip. Uh, the Wounded Blue is the 
national assistance and support organization for injured and disabled law enforcement officers, a nationwide organization made up of all cops who have been shot, stabbed, beaten, run over, screwed up and screwed over. And if you're a police officer who is struggling, reach out to us at thewoundedblue.org. And if you're a citizen who truly supports law enforcement, we're going to give you the way to show that support. And that's by donating to the Wounded Blue, whether it's 10 bucks a month or whatever you can afford. Because these men and women who are sacrificing so much, we just said it a minute ago, almost every single day a police officer has been shot in this country. Not to mention all the, the, the traffic accidents and the and all the other ways that cops are getting hurt, disabled. And I'm not even talking about the physical, uh, the emotional, psychological injuries. We're doing amazing work. We need your help. Go to thewoundedblue.org and see how you can be a hero to our heroes. Thanks, Lieutenant. And guys, uh, people watching the show, you will not be disappointed uh, by donating to the Wounded Blue at thewoundedblue.org. And they have some cool gear on there as well. Thanks, Lieutenant. And I appreciate you being able to make the show. Um, you know, in talking about this um, article on police, uh, on, on Tribune, policetribune.com, um, I don't know if there's any surprises. You know, we kind of hinted, you know, this guy, he uh, he uh, shoots this uh, arm robber at an opportune time. He uh, takes the the uh, money and valuables off this guy before the cops gets there, and he gives it back to all the people the guy had robbed, and then he he leaves. And, uh, and the cops, of course, were looking at him, and they just wanted to identify him. It was all harmless, so I, I'm... I wonder he's he has to he had to hire an attorney and he I'm, I'm sure he's got a pucker factor now so I, I don't know if this is going to get people um, to hesitate before you know taking action again I don't know uh, but if there's no comments I can move on to the next story I just thought that that was uh, you know kind of interesting that uh, now he's got to go before a grand jury on this thing so um, but moving along our next one has got a video component uh, it's on uh, this is butter which is on rumble dashcam video shows a louisiana trooper shoot a suspect after being choked out with his own baton your mama taught you better than that and guess what your pink ass still ain't hurt nothing look yeah stay in the house stay in the house because at this point at this point
Guys, just a a wild video, not the easiest to watch. I mean, you've got, you know, it's a it's not that it really matters, but look, it's a it's a white trooper, it's a black male um bad guy, and there's another guy riding around on a bicycle, you know, during this encounter. It just reminds me of so many encounters I had in public housing or in the projects where other people were there, they could have intervened and no one, they just, you know, they're just watching the show. And, and so in this particular one, we've got this body camera footage recently released. It's a Louisiana state trooper shoots a man who seized this baton, choked him uh, with it during a drawn out hand to hand struggle. And this happened on Thanksgiving day. So the officer responded to a report of a man laying in the road on November the 24th in Alexandria, Louisiana, his encounter with an aggravated um, suspect, 34 year old Jason Shackerford, uh, escalated into a fist fight. Now, our bad guy, it looked on the video on the, on the body-worn camera that he knocked the officer down twice. And, and the second time, body-worn camera comes off the officer, and, and you can kind of see a little bit of what's going on when it's laying on the ground. So after being briefly detained, suspect gains the upper hand, laughs as he's choking the officer, and then, of course, our guy rides by in the bicycle. Our cop ends up firing multiple shots to gain back control, but it happened at different times during the fight. Um, both our bad guy, Shackelford, and the officer, whose name was not released, were transported to a local hospital for treatment. And as of January the 3rd, uh, the bad guy was in stable uh, condition and the officer had been released from the hospital. When I kind of look at my notes here on this thing, uh, we've got, you know, I've got it notated when the uh, subject starts the fight. He comes out of the residence and immediately, you know, goes fisticuffs with the officer and the, and the body-worn camera gets knocked off. Then we've got shots fired at um, 626 in the video, 639 and 743. But then you hear the sound of the cavalry coming before the, the third shot, uh, shot string, uh, the cops, you know, in, in a dire situation, but you hear the sirens coming, you know, the backups coming. So it's just a beautiful sound, uh, comments on this video guys. Oh God. Uh, it, it was, it, that, yeah, it was fairly horrific. I mean, it, it's one of those situations where you have to wonder in that circumstance, in that jurisdiction, what the 
culture is on calling for your backup? At, at what point do you do it? When it, it, in this situation, I'm watching this interaction unfold and you know, it's, it's one of those things where guys, you're going to something like this. Why he's by himself. Why, what, what was, what prompted that? Or what, what is their, um, their protocol for dispatching secondary backup units to these types of calls? That was kind of uh, surprising that something like that was, was like that. Then the protracted fight. Yeah. Let's lower physical fitness standards. That we, that's what we need to do. That would have helped this one. Um, it, it, yeah, it was it was horrific. It, it got to the point where you where he was at at his at his end. It was either that or he was going to be taken out by this guy. So you know, I'm glad he came out of it. But um, I, there was a bunch of lessons in this one to to learn. You know, David, the bad guy. I mean, clearly. You know, if, if if the bad guy's got your baton, he's choking you. Clearly a deadly force situation where deadly force is clearly justified unless something's wrong with you and you're not in fear of great bodily injury or, or death. But, um, you know, I th- through all the shots, I mean, it, it appears that what the bad guy uh, survived. And he's talking even after he's even after the cop's pulling the trigger. So it kind of makes me wonder, not that the cop was in the best position um, for ta- target acquisition, maybe, because uh, well, no, the bad guy was behind him, but, cr- but crap. No, I'm, I'm sorry to laugh, but you, you heard the the secondary 911 calls coming in from it was the, either somebody the, else in the house or something like or that. The wife. And, the, and yeah, the, the the woman is saying, "Well, you know that that's what that heroin does to you. <laughs> it makes you crazy strong." And and you're going, "Well, there you go." So it's the same thing that we used to deal with, you know, with people on PCP. Uh, now, you know, uh, all the other opiates and stuff like that. You're you're cracking them, and they're not even feeling it. So you know, you you, you have no idea what I don't think we had in the article what was in the guy's bloodstream when he went to the hospital how how much drugs he had on board that kept him going but it's it's just the mentality of of being hurt and and continuing on uh as brett would say stay on get on the trigger and stay on the trigger until the threat's done so you know there there you have it good point uh mike roach yeah you know to, to david's point you know the fact that it was a state trooper responding to this call tells you that it was probably out in the middle of nowhere. And his backup obviously was a long way off before the cavalry finally did show up. And, you know, he was on his own for, for minutes there fighting with this guy. And, uh, you know, unfortunately this is the way it is, you know, police departments across the country are shorthanded to begin with, and they're not going out fully staffed. And then you look at, 75, 75% of police departments are 25 officers or less. And uh, a lot of them are out in rural settings uh, like this situation. And it, it took a while for him to get some help. And uh, fortunately, he survived. Thanks, Mike. All right. Oh, I know you like me to say special agent, Mike. So um, so sorry, sorry about that. But uh, look, uh, let's go to our next one, lawofficer.com. There's a video component of this as well. Houston police, they shoot a carjacking suspect after he repeatedly tosses a gun in the air. Stop! Stop! Move away! Stop! 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 Stop!
Move away! Drop it! Hey! Drop the gun! Drop the fucking gun! Drop the gun! Throw it down! Okay. Yeah, I got it. Hey, I'm okay. Don't move. This was, I know David, I, I can see David's face because I, I mean, I'm going crazy watching a cop chase this guy with a taser and the guy's got a gun that's, that's a, uh, it's, it's huge. Um, I don't know whether it was a, uh, a, uh, AR pistol or what, what it ended up being. Maybe Brett can tell us, but Houston cops involved in a shooting with a suspect accused of aggravated robbery and carjacking in December. Uh, so Let's see, I've got a little over three minutes before our next break. But on December the 16th, 2022, officers received information, aggravated robbery, carjacking, and they learned the suspect. He's 30-year-old Joseph Taylor. He's driving the victim's vehicle. Officers go to the location. They see the car. They attempt to stop it. Lights and sirens. The guy ignores. He evades uh, in the stolen car. So they do a pursuit for several miles, going in the neighborhoods. Then they go on back in the main roadway. So our guy ends up uh, running a light. He hits another car. And then he exits and he evades on foot and he's got this huge gun in his hand. I mean, clearly, but you have to be blind up to see it. Officers pursue him into a nearby apartment complex where an officer attempts to deploy a, uh, a taser, basically, uh, with no success. Yeah. And so, yeah, I did. You did hear me say the guy had the gun. Right. And so taser doesn't work. And at that time, one officer, they say, discharges his duty weapon, striking Taylor in the ankle. And look, during this, the guy's, you know tossing the gun up in the air it lands on the ground he goes to pick it up he gets shot one time there then he throws it up on like and tries to get it up on a balcony and he goes up the staircase and they unload on him a few times so three firearms were recovered from taylor before paramedics transport him to the hospital and he's in, was listed a stable condition he was treated for a gunshot wound to his ankle and then subsequently booked so the only contact i guess a bullet made was just to the bad guy's ankle which kind of surprised me um Guys, we got to have commentary on this. We got a little over two minutes. Captain Brett. It, it looks like an AR based nine millimeter uh, pistol. Judging okay. the long, long magazine coming off at it back in the angle, that's kind of a looks like a nine millimeter AR style frame pistol because I didn't see a stock on it, but I think I saw the buffer tube. So but, they, they, I was guessing, my guess was, te- was one of those old school tech nines. No, I don't think it was because mm-hmm. the Tech Nine, the magazine was straight. It was ninety degrees in the frame. This looked like yeah. it was a bit of an angle. So. That, that's that's right. That's my guess. Mm-hmm. Anyways, Tech Nine. It, 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 it wouldn't have made. Hey, it wouldn't have made a difference. It was a water gun. They didn't yeah. shoot him. He might as well have like a Nerf gun. He could have had a bazooka and everything in between. They're lucky they went home that day. Listen, I, I didn't even get into the rest of it because it was just basically total incompetence. And you want to know why the guy in the taqueria got got is going to the grand jury? It's because he's in Houston. And if those are the cops that are dealing with the bad guys in Houston, no wonder. I mean, it, it, the rest of it, the rest of the video of them attempting to arrest this guy was was just absolutely total Keystone cops incompetence. That's what that was. There, you, I could go through it and pick it apart piece by piece. It's just, it's not even worth my effort or time. It's, it was horrific. Um, on that note, another commercial break. We'll be right back. Okay, so look, let's talk about syndication, how best to watch the show. Uh, look, every uh, Monday evening, 7 o'clock Eastern time, uh, we do a live 90-minute show, and we stream it to YouTube, 
the two Facebook channels, uh, LinkedIn, and also on Twitter. So those five sources. And then Producer Will takes this 90-minute video, and he splits it up into five segments, embeds videos that we talk about, pictures of the good guys and bad guys, and posts them to YouTube. And I put it on uh, on Rumble, and that is Tuesday through Saturday. So that makes for an interesting way to watch the show. And we're also on Roku TV and Amazon Fire TV. If you guys haven't checked that out, please do. Also, we're nationally syndicated in the radio, and we're on 20 podcast platforms as well. Now, look, in February, um, actually February the 1st, it's on a Wednesday. Uh, we're going to change the format of the show. We're still doing the same thing, but instead of doing it on Monday evening, the show will be during the lunch hour, 12 to 1 o'clock, every lunch hour, Monday through Friday at the Boss Hog Radio Network. It'll be live. We'll still be streaming it like we do here, but it'll be streamed 12 to 1 o'clock. More information coming about, about, about that later. What wow. about when the guy falls, the bad guy falls on the ground, he, he rolls over with the gun in his hand and points it towards the cop. And at this point, the cop who was chasing him with the taser he, finally he, had a gun, had a gun out too, but he's got one in each hand. He threw it down. He threw the, he threw the, the gun down and picked it up, what, three or four times? Yeah. And and at least two out of the four times, there was no other shots fired. They just, you better stop that. You better stop that. And then he had two other guns on him in his pockets. It was like, oh, like I said, and they just... Total incompetence. They they start they when they finally put their hands on him, they finally get him at the top of the stairs and get a hold of him. They they handcuff him and then they start doing all this medical stuff, looking for wounds and stuff. And they don't even they haven't searched him yet. And then they start firing gun, find, finding his guns. Incompetence. All right, thanks, Corporal. Thanks to the panel for being here, guys. Thanks for making the show happen. Um, also, Motion DSP, one of our sponsors. We at GallsGunLearn.com, MyMedicare.Live, and Bang Energy for fueling us. Um, look, uh, MBS and FLG, man, for sponsoring the show. Thanks, MB, MBS. I know you did it at the end, so I didn't get that out. So thanks so much. You're all the way in Colorado. Hope everybody has a wonderful and a safe week.